Hi, this is Marianne Kobazak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group, and I'm here at HIMSS 18 speaking with Sonia Orista, who is the healthcare lead at security consulting firm GuidePoint. Sonia is the former CISO of Tufts Medical Center in Boston. So now, Sonia, being a former CISO, and you were at Tufts for a while. I was there for nine years. And you built their security program. I built their security program from ground up, and now I went back to management consulting over the last year and a half, helping other organizations in the Boston area predominantly, in the healthcare provider space and in the healthcare uh, software development space, get security programs aligned. So now that you're on the outside looking in into healthcare organizations, what are some of the top mistakes that you think they're making that are getting them into trouble these days, especially with some of the cyber threats and cyber attacks that we've been seeing? Two common things that I see is they're underestimating the value of the fundamentals. So in fundamentals, uh, when it deals with security, data flow mapping, network mapping, so that they understand where the data is at any given point in time. That's particularly important in the case of a breach but overall when you have new compliance regulations like GDPR or other things that may affect the environment instead of starting at square one if you have a good idea where the data is you have a better idea of the scope and investment that you're gonna have to make to remediate or be in, to be compliant now we've been seeing the sort of attacks on healthcare sectors go up Many times people say they're not really targeted, but they're doing things or not doing things that make them a victim. Are there certain weaknesses that you see other healthcare organizations make that you think you know they really need to be spending more attention to these days? I think one of the key programmatic areas that needs attention right now is uh, third-party vendor management. So we're more dependent on solutions providers that utilize cloud infrastructure. And you have to manage those vendors differently than you would manage your typical software vendor in terms of just licensing and, and everything. So I think that third-party vendor management is, I'm seeing a trend of actually outsourcing that because it is such a huge component of the program and it actually needs a second layer of attention. Now you mentioned the cloud, and that's certainly an area that you do see a lot of healthcare organizations moving you know, more data on the cloud. They have cloud services providers. Any particular security issues that you see that often get overlooked or um, you know, in, in terms of maybe controlling access to this data via the cloud, what, what sort of issues do you see? I think that people tend to put a lot of emphasis on the cloud provider establishing the security baselines when in reality anybody that's ever done a migration to the cloud understands that a lot of the security configurations are actually on the on the responsibility of the provider or the serv or the, the person that's procuring the service and that the cloud providers are not willing to take that that amount of risk on themselves and put that configuration back and how about in terms of users accessing data that's on the cloud? Is that trickier than if the, these systems are you know, part of their own internal networks? In some ways, there's a little, I find that there's a, a bit of a higher visibility on who's accessing the data just because of the innate controls that are in the cloud infrastructure itself, as opposed to the old data centers where you had, you know, 20 or 30 applications and you had credentials that were sort of, people were using, you know, compromised credentials or using credentials in the workplace. So I think actually the visibility is a little bit better when you have a tool that applies sort of user behavioral analytics to who 
who's accessing that data, I think it could actually get you further to be to use cloud authentication. Uh, speaking of various technologies, are there any sort of emerging or evolving security technologies right now that you think uh, healthcare organizations should be examining and considering? Right now, everybody is really struggling with how to adequately secure medical devices. And I think the only you know recipe for success at the moment is an active piece of your network that you have those devices you know on or that you have a higher layer of visibility. In reality, because of the operating systems of those devices, there's no mechanism to patch or to remediate vulnerabilities like you would in a traditional IT system. And now going back to your experience as CISO at Tufts, any particular advice that you have for today's healthcare CISOs, whether it's a larger organization or even the smaller organizations, about you know, either mistakes to avoid or you know something to keep in mind as you're going about your business and trying to lead a security organization? I consistently give the advice that CISOs need to form a very close relationship with their legal counsel and compliance, um, and also to start to put some financial implication around risks that the organizations are living with and have that frank conversation with the chief financial officer. So I guess, you know, all in all, coordination is what I would say CISOs need to really work a little bit harder on. Less about the technology, more about organizational synergies. Anything you miss about being a CISO? I miss the hospital environment. I think that having a mission to better the security program for the greater good of you know, patient care is something that I do miss, but it was a lot of work. <laughs> I wish everyone the best that has that in their you know, future endeavors. Thank you, Sonia. I was speaking to Sonia Arista. This is Mary Ann McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.